హలో హాయ్ దేర్ వెల్కమ్ టు ది గైడింగ్ వాయిస్ పాడ్కాస్ట్ సిరీస్ ది గైడింగ్ వాయిస్ ఫర్ ఎ బెటర్ ఫ్యూచర్ దిస్ పాడ్కాస్ట్ ఈస్ టు హెల్ప్ ప్రొఫెషనల్ స్టూడెంట్స్ ఐటీ ఎంప్లాయీస్ అండ్ ఆంటర్ప్రీనియర్స్ టు షేప్ దేర్ కెరియర్స్ సో డియర్ లిస్నర్స్ ఇన్ ఎవ్రీ ఎపిసోడ్ వి ఇంటరాక్ట్ విత్ ఇండస్ట్రీ ఎక్స్పర్ట్స్ or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn great things also we share an interesting trivia or fun fact about the it world or technology towards the end thank you for tuning in this is navin and i with my co-host sudhakar so folks whenever we come across machine learning there is one popular example that comes to our mind the shopping basket analysis say someone who is buying x liters of milk is prone to buy probably two cans of beer or or the club soda kind of analysis has been the most prominent example and it is the example given in almost every session so we were really curious are there any real world problems that are solved by machine learning at all in case if you are wondering the same thing and this episode is for you so today we are going to discuss a topic putting machine learning models into production and we are pleased to welcome ravi to our show ravi nemala considers himself a continuous learner he is an avid reader and keeps pace with the business and technological changes happening in the it world currently ravi is working as a senior artificial intelligence architect with ibm helping clients in their ai journey by defining scalable architectures integrating hybrid cloud ecosystems for the last 25 years of my engagement with ravi one word that summarizes him is perseverance the way ravi rallies through the deliverables within the constraints is really amazing and we will get to know more about it later in this conversation ravi has 22 years of professional experience he started his career with indian space research organization then moved into telecom networking products in 2g and 3g with the then lucent technologies which is now nokia he has built many proofs of concepts in telecom analytics while working for hcl technologies and mentored teams in building iot and analytics frameworks ravi welcome to our show thank you navin and sudhakar for having me i have been following your podcast closely and really appreciate the efforts that you are putting in bringing experts from uh, diverse walks of life and having interactions with them and uh, distilling the knowledge for the audience so thanks again thank you ravi thanks for the kind words and encouragement thanks to the support from patrons and guests like you we are able to continue our journey with the unconditional support both from the guests and also from our audience so ravi coming back to today's topic about machine learning what is machine learning and why is it gaining this much of traction now okay if you keep hearing about uh, the companies like netflix and amazon we call them digital natives okay because they started their business on the mobile and the digital technologies so what they have done to the market is they kind of disrupted the markets by bringing in new business models right and how did they do it because they essentially used the digital technologies like ai machine learning cloud and customer experience and they refined the complete value chain of the business okay so that way they are able to give more value to the end customers right so what happens in this scenario is like the incumbents need to adopt their business models as well whoever is already in this business they need to reinvent their business to stay in the or to stay relevant 
So AI itself is not a new field. They have been in the play from the Second World War itself. The only thing is like uh, the enablers for AI were not there in the picture. Okay. So the enablers for AI are something like uh, a large number of computing machines and uh, huge memory. These are some of the requirements and uh, they were not available for quite a long time. And now is the right time when we have everything available and uh, there is a huge scale. We see like mobiles are there in every hand and the computing power that exists on a small mobile phone is so huge. We have the enablers available today and that is driving the machine learning and the kind of uh, use cases that we see today. So Ravi, you touched upon Netflix and Amazon, the pure digital native companies. Or how are the businesses going to change with machine learning? Okay. I mean, uh, with artificial intelligence, now you have the enablers, the technology is available to you. But how you are going to use that to redefine your business and what kind of value that you are going to bring to your customers, that's the key aspect, right? Now, if I can talk about an example, let's take an MRI. So if I talk of MRI and ask someone, what is the use case that you are going to implement on the MRI? They would say, I will give the MRI scans to the machine learning model and let it tell me the diagnosis okay but if you think of it is that really adding any value because a patient is not going to rely on a machine telling him the diagnosis of the MRI right ultimately he is going to go to a professional doctor and get his opinion right so so then what is the enhancement or what is the optimization that I can use using machine learning right so to understand that you need to dissect the complete workflow that takes place in the MRI so what happens in while taking an MRI is the patient is made to consume chemical called gadolinium and this chemical is going to let you take high contrast images and these high contrast images are going to let you diagnose the issues much better, right? So that is the need here. But what is happening because of this chemical is that there are going to be long-term impacts of this chemical on the patient's body, right? Now, can I do something using the artificial intelligence to reduce the amount of gadolinium that the patient has to take? And can I do something to reduce the amount of time that the patient has to be put under the MRI machine? These are some of the things which is in the research mode right now. And it is proved that we can reduce the time as well as we can reduce the amount of chemical that goes into the patient's body. So essentially what is happening here is you are increasing the efficiency of your machine because you can scan more patients with the machine, right? Because you are reducing the time that the patient is spending under the machine. That is one. And second one is you are removing the toxins from the complete value chain. So by using AI, you are getting uh, both uh, economic, social and environmental benefits. Fits. And that's what we call the triple bottom line. Yep. So that's a wonderful example. Uh, Ravi, we use this AI and ML as twin words, right? Uh, kind of uh, synonymously. And what is the difference and relationship between these two terms? Maybe you can explain briefly. Sure. We keep hearing these two words, AI and ML, and uh, many people use them quite interchangeably. And that sometimes causes some kind of confusion. So to say AI is like a system which is going to imitate the human intelligence by combining the science and engineering 
aspects of the art of possible so to go a bit deeper how does the human intelligence work right basically we are going to sense the environment then we are going to use the patterns of the environment that we have built into our mind and we are going to combine these two and come to a decision right if a ball is coming towards you you know like what to do and how you know that you know that from your past experience but to leverage that uh, pattern you need to combine the sensory and your uh, patterns as well as your decision making capabilities so a combination of these things builds an ai system so with that definition the ml becomes one part of the ai system so what is machine learning is like you are giving the machine a set of observations and letting it learn the patterns from the data just the way a human brain learns patterns from the daily experiences so that is the difference between the machine learning and ai that's very clear thank you for coming up with such a simple and easy to understand answer so why is it complex in taking machine learning to production because during the introduction i mentioned people have been talking only about the shopping basket example and not going beyond that so definitely would love to understand your use yes ai being a very recent technology i would say because it is gaining more momentum now so every industry has uh, multiple things to cope up now to really get it into the production right and what are the statistics telling us only 5% of the organizations which started their ml journeys are really moving into the production okay and what prevents them what is preventing them is the complexity of the process okay and the process essentially involves technology the process changes and the people involved right so the technology we already understand and what is the evolution of it right and people i would say it is a shortage of skills and good thing is many people are picking up on these skills now then the most important part becomes your process right as i told you in the previous example the mra example essentially you need to redefine and reengineer your processes to really leverage the power of the artificial intelligence so that's where you cannot have artificial intelligence functioning in, in silos of your organization okay each department taking up their own ai journey that is not going to help it should be an enterprise level strategy which is going to drive the adoption of ai so it has to come always in a top down approach and also another aspect that makes it complex is once you built your model the artificial intelligence model it is not as if you are going to put it on the autopilot right because you don't want to have ai system which is in a runaway mode right which is making decisions for you and it is not telling you the rationale behind those decisions so ultimately as a business owner you are the one responsible for the decisions being taken and you will be questioned by the regulators for the kind of decisions that you take so basically we need to build a huge framework around your artificial intelligence so that you can take it to the next level that is really clear to understand uh, ravi you are typically talking about the triad of people process and technology so ravi what are the stages in operationalizing this machine learning how to approach this implementation of machine learning into day to day life scenarios 
Okay. So when I spoke about the complexities of taking AI into production, let's divide this whole journey into multiple uh, parts. The first one is your uh, business objectives, where when you have cutting edge technology available at your hand, it is easy to get uh, distracted and uh, start trying things which are not going to add value to your business, right? So that's where you need to be very methodic in identifying the use cases that you want to take into production and uh, prioritize them appropriately. And once you decide on uh, what you are going to do, you need to identify the data on which you are going to act upon. So explore the data that is needed to implement this. So to bring this into production, what kind of data is needed? Is there anything that is missing? And if it is missing, how do I bring that in? So that is your next stage. And once you have your data, it is not as if your data is going to be clean and ready for your uh, machine learning training and deployment. So you will have your data scientist sitting on the data and uh, analyzing it, exploring it, and uh, cleaning up the data as needed. Some of the fields may be missing, right? So how are you going to handle them? So these are some of the things which are quite complex and time consuming. So you want your people to sit on that and uh, really come up with a data which is going to be used in the machine learning models and going to give you good results. So as you can understand, this particular stage is very important and it would constitute around uh, 50 to 60 percent of your overall effort. So that is one area which you want to establish and have strong platforms there. Right. And these are some of the things that we call as data pipelines. And once you have your data pipeline and the use cases that you want to implement, your data scientists are going to run multiple models and identify the exact model, which is bringing out insights that you want to gain. And this stage, we are going to call it as training. You trained your model. The model which is representing your data is ready now. And now what are you going to do with that? You cannot directly take it and put it into your operational system because there are some regulatory compliance issues that you need to follow. So you are going to let your data scientists evaluate that model and certify that this model is ready for production. Again, this is a human intensive stage. And another thing is, once you put your model into production, let us see, what is going to happen is it cannot be a black box. Like I give some data, one terabyte of data and it comes up with some decisions. And as a manager, I don't know how it came with the decision. So that is one more aspect that is called as explainable AI. So when the AI is coming up with an insight, it should tell me like, how did it arrive at the decision? And you have to store the decision metrics as an audit trail, right? So that, you know, you can defend yourself with the regulators or you can tell your customers when they want to understand how this particular decision was made. And also each country is now coming up with their own data governance frameworks and regulations. So personally identifiable information cannot really get into others' hands and the data belongs to the user, not the company. So with all these ethical issues and regulatory issues coming into picture, you need to build a huge framework around your model so that you collect all these metrics and uh, lineage data lineage before you put it into production. So I think that explains the complexities involved in taking a model into production. And of course, to put this kind of framework in place, you need a lot of novel skills within your team. So 
that is another aspect wow this is huge process both from size and also from time standpoint no wonder it is taking time to be put into use especially from the governance risk compliance standpoint so ravi what opportunities does it create for the engineers and industry in general after we come through all these steps okay so the companies they don't start with a the companies are not starting their ai journey in a big way but they want to test the waters so what they do they start with pocs right they they pick up a small use case and uh, play around with that and uh, try to deploy that and see what kind of uh, results they are getting and once they get comfortable with how the things are working they would like to put it in a factory mode and churn out multiple models models like uh, 5 to 10 models every 6 months that's generally the goal that enterprises target so with that kind of process what happens is there is certainly demand for data scientists and that is very well understood but there are roles like uh, ml ops engineers whose role is to bring this whole machine learning model into production and also to set up monitoring frameworks and uh, to collect the data which is uh, required to retrain the models so ml ops is one role that is evolving at this point in future i would see like the this particular role integrating into the devops role but at this point it is a unique skill and it stays that way and at the same time with your ai systems in place you want to have the customer experience improved so you are giving some insight and you want the human to decide on it so in this scenario there should be multiple ways that the user should be able to drill down the data and uh, look at the data and understand the intricacies before coming to addition so that's where the user experience and customer experience part of the things come into picture so they are some of the roles which so ux and cx are some of the roles that are getting created now and also microservices development which is already a thing which is in demand uh, that is going to continue going forward. Forward. and as i said uh, you are not going to put your models directly into production so model validator is one role that is uh, popping up these days so these are the guys who are going to evaluate the model manually and uh, check if the model is uh, meeting the performance needs as well as the regulatory compliance and on the business side of course the opportunities are unlimited so it all boils down to how we are going to alter your value chain to create your new business models and also how you are going to enhance your operational efficiencies wonderful conversation so far ravi i'm sure this is going to benefit our audience immensely especially those who want to put this machine learning into action so one final question for this conversation and what will be your one piece of advice for those who are aspiring to make big in their careers okay i would say be curious keep learning and keep an open eye on what is happening in the real world because ultimately how your career is going to shape up all depends on the changes that are happening in the environment so keep an open eye on the environment and try to draw lines how it is going to impact your career and what kind of new things that are coming up which you can learn so that you know you are ready to take up that challenge be curious and keep learning ravi thank you so much for joining us today it was great to talk to you about putting the machine learning models into production thanks sudhakar it's my pleasure all right so thanks ravi thanks again for your time 
dear listeners to know more about our speaker and the content refer to the show notes and visit our followers on social media we are available on linkedin facebook insta twitter pinterest and also on youtube just search for the guiding voice and then follow like subscribe to us and also share within your network in addition please feel free to email us at the guiding voice for you that is t h e g u i d i n g v o i c e four as a digit u as a letter at gmail.com or whatsapp us on india number 94945871871 that is india number 94945871871 and we will be happy to collaborate with you hey sudhakar can you talk about the exciting opportunity of featuring our audience on this show sure navi so guys of late we have been receiving a lot of career guidance related questions from our regular listeners through youtube linkedin comments whatsapp and email and we are responding to them on one on one basis now we are pleased to open up a new mode of interacting with you all while providing a chance to broadcast yourself if you have any questions related to education career guidance or a specific it function just send your voice message through speakpipe.com/theguidingvoice we will play your question in your own voice along with the answer either from us or our expert panel in our future episodes hope you will utilize this wonderful opportunity so folks It brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about programmers. So I have an interesting question to all of you. Do you know who was the first known computer programmer? Okay, let me reveal it. It was a woman named Ada Lovelace and she lived in England where she worked as a mathematician as well as a writer. So she is famous for working on the analytical engine and she is the one who is known as the first computer programmer. So all women should be proud of this one. So interesting fact isn't it thank you for listening and there is more in store folks stay tuned have a wonderful time take care be safe until next time bye bye so we are signing off